0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Two days after Christmas, hope all of you had a safe and Merry Christmas. We know Ole Miss did two portal pickups on Christmas and one more since uh, we've talked last. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Ole Miss successful this week in the transfer portal, especially on offense in a position of desperate, desperate need. And hey, the bowl game coming up uh, tomorrow in Houston. Lane Kiffin had a press conference today. A couple of things that were noteworthy that have come out of that for whatever it's worth. He was his usual self in his press conferences, but there are a couple things that he said that I do want to talk about with you. So again, welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. I'm always glad that you guys are with me. Like I said, please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all under the same name, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. I will be doing a post-game live show Um you know, right after, uh, I say right after, it will probably be uh, Thursday morning because the game starts at 8 o'clock. I don't know if I want to be doing a live video after midnight. So probably Thursday morning, it will get uploaded directly into this feed when it is over. Uh, but if you want to watch live, find uh, go over find me on YouTube. But it will be put in uh, in this feed. Also, wherever you get your podcast, find this one. Just search Rebel Report. Uh, I would recommend Spotify, but wherever you get your podcasts, uh, just find it, subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. All right, first of all, portal pickups. One uh, was actually a few days ago. Uh, John Saunders, the Miami of Ohio defensive back, big body defensive back, six foot four is what he's listed at, just under two hundred pounds. Committed to Ole Miss. Uh, he's from originally High Point, North Carolina and he is on his way to Oxford. Uh, Saunders uh, looked good against Kentucky. Miami did play Kentucky earlier this year. Um, it, I don't know if he's going to start or not o- over Prince and Osin, but uh, without a doubt, a, a good, if nothing else, a good depth pickup. Guys played a lot of football for Miami. Um, he's a good player, a- has shown that he is capable against SEC teams, and especially Kentucky, who had, despite Will Levis being completely and totally overrated, a good group of wide receivers and seemed to have held his own. So uh, a very good pickup for Ole Miss on the defensive side of the ball. That, remember, is the third portal pickup on defense so far. Uh, They got Josh Harris on the interior defensive line. He's from NC State. And uh, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste from UCF uh, that's going to come in and play linebacker for Ole Miss. They had picked those guys up uh, a few weeks ago, I guess uh, 10 and 11 days ago for them. Uh, so that's the third defensive player that Ole Miss has gotten. They needed defensive line help so far. They got it. I expect them to continue shopping, especially uh, on the edge, more so than the on the interior. But Harris is a good pickup from NC State, played a good bit of football there. And also they got some linebacker help, some defensive back help Uh, so far. Good pickups, experienced football players, the benefit of the transfer portal. Now we flip to the other side. Both of these happened uh, over the Christmas holiday. One of them was on the 23rd. One of them was on Christmas Day. Trey Harris, who caught just uh, almost 1,000 yards worth of passes for Louisiana Tech last year, Uh, And Chris Marshall, who was a former five star, he was the number three wide receiver in last year's recruiting class, goes to Texas A&M, actually got removed from the football team there uh, and uh, hit the transfer portal and is now uh, going to Ole Miss. So, first of all, you guys have heard me mention it before. You've heard me talk about it before, that the, the transfer portal is still very new. And it's very clear that, and for some reason, fans just refuse to listen. You've had two years of transfer portal. Lane Kiffin has said it over and over and over again. And fans somehow refuse to just listen to them when they say they are not going to sign high school kids just to sign high school kids. It's not going to happen if they don't think that they can play in the SEC. They're not going to go after them. And they're going to use the transfer portal because it is another version of recruiting. And they're going to build rosters that way. And so when they sign 12 players in a recruiting class, fans or some fans lose their minds. It's like, how did – and I'm not talking about people that agree or disagree with the strategy. That's a different conversation. But people that, like, didn't expect it to go down this way. I'm mind-blown by some fans' inability to understand that this is how they're going to roster build. You can agree with it or disagree with it, but them signing it 12 guys in the early signing period, I think they're going to sign a couple more high school players. Uh, So let's call it 14 high school players. It's like shocking to people. They are going to recruit smaller high school classes because they think they can equalize via transfer portal more so than other schools. Now, the debate whether or not the strategy is the right one, that's a different one but some fans have got to get used to the fact that they are not going to sign 27 guys in high school. They don't feel like that is the best approach to building a roster. It's really that simple. And what, uh, what I find really funny is the, the people that think that they should because it's how it's, it's always been. You know, It's how it's always been. It's, I've even had people say to me lately, even at work, or I, this is also work, but even on the radio show, you know, the, the the thing that actually pays the bills, with all due respect to this podcast, the radio show is what I get paid for. Um, and people say to me on there that, well, you have to build your roster through high school, guys. How do you know that is my counter? How do you know that? Well, you can't win championships with the transfer port. How do you know that? It's been around for two years. That's it. So, so how can you speak definitively one way or the other about this strategy? I think it is very sound in logic. You guys have heard me talk about it before. I think if you're going to try to do things the way that Alabama does things and Georgia does things, you're going to lose. How do I know? I've got decades of sample size that tells you you're not going to. And despite Ole Miss being in good position NIL-wise, you fans – and the Grove Collective, it's it's organized and it's well-funded, but it's not as well-funded as somebody like Georgia. It's just not going to be that way. You are in very good shape. You're not in Georgia shape, and it's just always going to be that way. And so if you try to do it their way, you're going to lose. You can, Lane Kiffin could have signed 25 high school players. Absolutely could have. And he would have had a top 15 class by doing so. But is that the best way to maximize each scholarship to build a roster that can actually compete with the Georges and the Alabamas of the world? Because maybe it's to his downfall. But Lane Kiffin, to his credit, I think, to his credit, believes that he can beat Alabama and be competitive with them. But I think he knows and understands you can't do it their way because Ole Miss doesn't have what they have. So, how do you balance that? Well, you go get a guy like Trey Harris out of the transfer portal. They, they could have added a three star high school prospect. And when I say this, especially on Twitter, people are like, well, this guy was a three star, and look at him now. Trey Harris was a three star, and he developed into a really good player, an SEC caliber player. For every Trey Harris, there is hundreds of non-Trey Harris's. Yes, there are the exceptions to the rule for three stars, but there's a reason that 50% of five stars get drafted and 20% of four stars get drafted and 5% of three stars get drafted. They could have added a three-star wide receiver, two of them in this class as well. It would have moved their rankings up and some people with an antiquated line of thinking would have simply just believed it or, or would have been excited about that. Instead, they add a guy that has played a lot of college football in Trey Harris, almost a thousand yard receiver last year that has developed into a quality sec player and a former uh, last year's five-star. Now you have to figure out what went wrong off the field for Chris Marshall, but how many five-star wide receivers has Ole Miss signed in the history of the program? Is it one Laquan Treadwell? Chris Marshall's don't grow on trees. So which one is more likely to work out. The highly experienced college player in Trey Harris, who's developed blossomed into a really good player and a five-star talent in Chris Marshall or two low-ranked three-stars that you're not quite sure can play in the SEC. Which one is more likely to work out? Well, it's Chris Marshall and Trey Harris than the two low-ranked three-stars in my opinion. But we don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. But the strategy is sound and logic to me. It it makes a whole lot of sense. makes perfect sense. And it's a way to bridge the gap. And if Ole Miss wins tomorrow night, that will be 19 wins in two years. Only Alabama and Georgia have more in the SEC. Maybe they're on to something. Maybe this is something that actually kind of makes sense. And we're going to talk about Zach Evans in a minute. Um. There's a chance Ole Miss is returning 3,000 rushing yards from last year's team in 2023. There's a chance it's happening. I don't know. I just Maybe they're onto to something. But the people that speak in definitives one way or the other, though this is a bad strategy, you have to build through high school. How do you know that? Well, Alabama does it. O- okay, is Ole Miss Alabama? No. So you have to do it differently or else you're just going to get beat. Oh, you can't be relying on the transfer portal. Well, you return a quality quarterback, a quality wide receiver. Last two years, you've had good linebacker play as a result of the transfer portal. I mean, it's, it's just so far, it appears to be working. That's all I'm saying. So... Chris Marshall, five-star, former five-star, he's from uh, Missouri City, Texas, was at Texas A&M, and Trey Harris, uh, who was at Louisiana Tech, both wide receivers, position of desperate need for the Ole Miss offense, have transferred uh, one on Christmas Day. So really, really good pickups there for uh, for Ole Miss. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is uh, the website if you or your business are in the market for office technology. And you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Again, the website is absms.com. And if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out, perform an assessment on me. That's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. It's the best place in state to get your meat. New Year's is coming up. You're going to I mean, are you going to do your black eyed peas and uh, cabbage and pork on New Year's Day? I am. And I'm going to get that at LB's. Go by, See Greg. Tell him I sent you during the regular work week. They've got lunch specials Monday through Friday during the lunch hour, obviously. So if you don't feel like doing the cooking, they'll do it for you. Uh, but good people there, good advice, big supporters of Ole Miss Sports. That's LB's just across from Kroger on university in Oxford. Uh speaking of the transfer portal, an Ole Miss player has uh pulled his name out of the transfer portal. This was one that I was kind of surprised to see go, go in anyway. I mean, I, I know that they've got uh they've got Prince and Igbo uh, returning, but uh Kenrich Breedlove has withdrawn his name from the transfer portal. I do love uh, a lot of the replies, by the way. Um, In the comments on stuff like that, it's like, oh, oh, the the check must have cleared. Well, yeah, maybe. Is there something wrong with a player getting paid in the NIL era? I'm confused. Is that supposed to be like, uh, what are you talking about? When you criticize possibly the potential of Ole Miss paying this kid to stick around. That's kind of the game now. But anyway, uh, Breedlove pulled his name out of the transfer portal. Remember, uh, he uh, the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee defensive back, uh, he was a top 40 defensive back, got hurt, um, had a high upside despite his ranking, or at least uh, people that would know better than me have said as much. Um, he has a chance to play a lot. And, again, when he hit the portal, I thought, where are you going? Why, why would you do that now when you're in position, when healthy, to get a good bit of playing time next year and then be what you think is a ironclad starter in 2024 when Prince is gone anyway? So that his entry in the portal it just didn't really make sense to me. I know these guys want to play, but he was good enough to continue to play in the SEC just uh, – was one of those guys that you know didn't stay healthy for a time. and anyway, so it's good that he's back. Uh, I forgot to mention that earlier. So he's pulling his name out of the transfer portal i've I've seen and, and actually had somebody ask me if Luke Altmeyer's considering pulling his name out of the transfer portal. I find that interesting uh, that idea maybe I have no idea one way or the other, by the way,'t I don't, I don't have a clue. Uh, whether or not that's a thing that's being considered. But let's pretend for a second that that is a plausible situation. Um, You can rationalize it in two ways. One, maybe he doesn't like his options right now. Um, Put his name in the portal and got recruited a little bit and and looked around and didn't really like his options. And so maybe they'll get better next year. Or number two, what if Jackson Dart does take a step forward as a quarterback and has some pro potential? He, He leaves, which... You know, some people don't think that he would be ready. Look at the the jump that Matt Corral made from one year to the next under Elaine Kiffin. Um, Dart doesn't get enough credit for the year he had either. But anyway, what if he takes a similar jump to Corral and, and gets some pro love and, and wants to test the NFL waters and, and goes? Then suddenly, it, it's Luke Olmeyer's job uh, in 2024. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a possibility or not. I've I've been asked. I I don't know. I I have no idea. But that would be interesting for sure. Um, But there's possibly more that are in the portal that are going to withdraw their name. Lane Kiffin's hinted hinted at that a couple of times. I don't know. Uh, He also met with the media today, said aside from some portal guys, there are no opt-outs. So you assume Heath Mingo uh, going to play, Troy Brown going to play, Otis Reese going to play. These guys that are going to be playing at the next level, all apparently going to be playing in the game, which is really cool. You you know, opt-outs are such a big conversation anymore, and and the fact that Ole Miss doesn't have any uh, speaks to, I would say, speaks to culture of the team and the program, honestly, uh, to have them all in it and have them all playing. So that was something interesting that came from Lane Kiffin's press conference. Still, now that they're all there, no, uh, no opt-outs in the game uh, at all which is uh, also really cool. The next thing, though, is Zach Evans. Zach Evans, who was asked about it himself, um, has not given a definitive of whether or not he's going pro. Apparently, some people are talking about that, um, that he's staying, that people are speaking more definitively than I know on my own. I have no idea. Uh, but people are talking about the possibility of him sticking around for another year. Um, that would surprise me only because the position maybe has just not gotten the feedback that he's wanted from NFL people right now. I assume the Grove Collective is going to be involved in that as well to help it make it worth his while to return. Um, just didn't play the entire season healthy and still ran for almost 1,000 yards. Uh, and he's a, He's a special talent, but either way, if – if he somehow returns, which apparently is a possibility, if not a likelihood, which again would surprise me considering the position, but it doesn't matter what I think. It's it's up to him, and again, the Grove Collective is, is going to make sure it's worth his while, I assume. Ole Miss would return 3,000 yards worth of rushing from this this team to next year when you include Jackson Dart. Think about that. Uh, 3,000 yards rushing would come back to that team if Zach Evans sticks around. Ole Miss would have the best backfield when you add the quarterback returning in all of college football, and I don't think that's debatable. Really don't. I mean, because you, you've got Drake May at North Carolina. You, you got Caleb Williams, no doubt. But quarterback plus the the running backs in the backfield, I would put Ole Misses up against anybody in college football. Could you imagine that? So that's something to keep an eye on for sure. I don't think it's as cut and dry as uh, as I originally would have thought. I would have said, no brainer, he's gone. I mean, look, he had a good year, couldn't, you know, didn't really stay healthy, but that fact is exactly why he's going to go because running backs get hurt and, and all that. Go make your money when you can, but people are talking about him sticking around, and if that happens, that is a huge, huge deal for, uh, for Ole Miss, especially considering the schedule uh, gets tougher next year uh, as well. Basketball team also plays tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Um, so I guess it's kind of a free shot. Tennessee's one of the best defensive teams in basketball. At this point, you know, everybody expects them to lose. I'm, I'm looking to see if they can actually just kind of be competitive. Just be competitive at all. Uh, with Tennessee, try to get some life back into the program, which feels a little lifeless uh, right now. And then it's the Texas Bowl tomorrow night. Uh, kind of an important one. You guys have heard me talk about it before. I think just to recapture some momentum, winning this game would, would go a long way, especially to get to 19 wins in two years and bringing so much back, which, I mean, they, they will return if Zach Evans comes back. But the SEC's leading rusher an elite-level running back in Zach Evans, their quarterback that got better as the year went on and by the end of the season was playing pretty darn good football, for being totally honest. Uh, both offensive tackles, Jordan Watkins, which was a, a quality wide receiver, um, a bunch of guys on defense. I mean, Ole Miss is going to have a ton of hype going into next season, especially if they win this game. So not in, the Texas Bowl is never quote-unquote important, but winning this game I think will, will do a lot for the morale the psyche of the fan base momentum going into next year all that stuff. So uh, we shall see and we'll talk about it Thursday morning on my YouTube channel. Uh just search my name Michael Borky. uh and then I'll put that in this feed as well. So if you don't feel like watching YouTube early in the morning on uh on Thursday then it'll be uploaded into this feed. So I'll talk to you guys then but good uh, good portal day for uh for old miss. So We'll talk about the game on Thursday morning. In the meantime, if you guys are traveling to Houston, be safe out there, and I'll talk to you Thursday morning. A Super Talk Mississippi ah. media production.